What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Power for the People, the podcast, episode 233. Once again, the greatest, the finest, the most fabulous cast in all of podcasting has reconvened to talk that stuff. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, there is absolutely no expert I have more faith in than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? I'm trying to make it, but it's good to be here with the family. Keith is playing hurt a little under the weather, but he's here, dedicated. When I want to know what's going on with local TV news, there is no expert I have more faith, more confidence in than my favorite director, who happens to be my favorite brother of all my brothers. He's my favorite. Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to know what's going on with local New York City real estate, there is absolutely nobody I trust more than the man they call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. The world calls him Derek Powell. I simply call him my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cypher with the cats. How you guys doing? We're well. Keith is uh, under the weather. You all right, man? No, because you put your juju on the wrong person, myself. When you're a Nick fan like I am, I'm loving the game and all this stuff. All of a sudden, I get sick, then I have to go back in my mind to see what happened. And I know you said every week, check to see if your check is there. So I go check my mailbox. The invisible check is there. Next thing I know, I'm coughing up phlegm. My chest is hurting. I got 103 fever. The only thing I see is this orange thing over me. It say, I got you now. I got you now. And I see your face. And I thought we were family. Why would you do this to me? Let me, let me, let me take this time to explain how this, 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 this thing I have, this gift I have worked. Now, you notice what happened yesterday when the Knicks play in the uh, semifinals. Uh, oh, what yes, happened? we do. They took an L because you put Juju on uh, me. No, 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 no. Let me explain what happened. Because both of you disparaged my gifts last week, I said to myself, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. I, in fact, I was at BJ's during most of the game. I didn't even know why. I caught like the last few minutes of the game. I did not invest. I did not wave my towel. I did not expend my talents, gifts on this particular game. And as a result, you got what you got because I felt like you guys did not appreciate what I gave you the last two weeks. Yeah, that's right. You you hear that call? <laughs> did not appreciate what I gave you the last couple of weeks, which was a chance to go to the semifinals. In fact, I feel a little bit like uh, Jack Nicholson and a few good men. I would just appreciate a thank you for the fact that I was on that wall and that you needed me on that wall and I got us over the hump instead of trying to drag me and my abilities to get the Knicks over the hump with my, as you refer to it, juju. I call it a gift. You call it juju. So the fact that you you caught some sort of flack, I guess maybe it's because you bad-mouthed the juju. I can't help it if you bad-mouthed the juju. It's not my fault that you got sick because you bad-mouthed juju. (laughs) You're using Juju on me. I think you brought this on yourself. That's what I Really? I, I I I don't think. I know you brought it upon me. That's why I'm telling my brother, be careful when he go to the mailbox. Be careful of things delivered to your house. 
it might be nothing but love on there from your cousin, but it might be an uh, alternative problem with it. Because I'm telling you, Dirk, I was in the bed shaking like I was a crack fiend because my fever was mm-hmm. so high. And I see, I tell you, the only thing I see was Anthony in my vision with the orange towel standing over me. He's like, it's all over, cuz, isn't it? Nope. Perhaps I just a simple thank you I, and an apology might make both of y'all feel better. Well, hopefully BJ's is open tomorrow and you go back to BJ's like you did yesterday. As long as you're not talking anything about the Knickerbockers, we're going to be okay. As I mentioned last week, talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. Show them some love. They need some love. And I think we're going to be A-OK on 33rd and 7th. Big bra, yes. you, 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 more, you more dedicated to me. You let, you let me get a hangnail. I ain't coming to goddamn work. You coughing over there and dedication. Shit, man. Yo. No, Let I just get... want the world to in... no Derek. I want the world to know what's going down. Man, if I'm not on the show what... next week, you know what happened. Man, I wouldn't been on the show this week. Later for that, man. I'm sick, <laughs> man. Gonna get well. You know, but I tell you, you get you get props, man. You know, my tummy hurt. I, I I'm calling in sick, man. I, I can't make it today, man. You know, y'all get a fill in, play a play an old video. But if you think I'm coming in here with that hot water bottle on my head and got tissue on the side all bundled up, chilling and shaking, and and the money ain't right, ain't gonna happen, man. Mm-mm. All right, but there's supposed to be a family affair. It's supposed to be a family affair. This this is what family's about. But it's bad when one is trying to take out the other. That's what I'm warning you guys. Mark, okay. Mark, Mark ain't saying nothing because you know they they're brothers. But Mark, I know no. you slept many a nights with your eyes on that door. Wonder if this cat was coming in there with that juju. I know you did. He's I know you had to. I'm with my cousin. Unless there's a check involved, I ain't showing him if I'm not feeling good. There's no <laughs> reason for me to be putting in all that effort just for feeling good. Hey, hey, Keith, we can't even get Mark to answer those group texts on time when he talk about, you know, the, the supervision, want to change the time and bump up. Mark is like, yo, 4.30 is 4.30. Like, he big red from the heartbeats, man. Don't ask me about that. Hey, don't send me nothing. I got this in my schedule for 4.30. We not changing nothing, man. So, you know, he ain't, he ain't coming to work when he's sick, man. But, yo, you got, you got our sympathies, man. I'm proud of you, boy. Keep doing what you're doing, man. No, no, no. Listen, I, I have the utmost respect for the dedication uh, the fact that you are professional and, and you recognize the most important rule of show business, and that is that the show must go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's good. And and, it's, and and again, I'm trying to help you. Help, like like Tom, like uh, what Tom Cruise said in, was it Jerry Maguire? Help yeah, me yeah. help you. <laughs> Apologize <laughs> to the juju and you'll feel better. That's Wait, not going to happen. Apologize, Big Bro. Don't apologize. That ain't happening, Dirk. Oh my God! You know what? I feel it will right. not happen. It will I not happen it. today. The Ten Commandments was just on a couple of weeks ago. You know what and? happened? Moses was like, "Oh, I can't believe you just said that." Pharaoh, he was like, "Yeah, you know." He got up. Pharaoh was talking all that nonsense, and then next thing you know, the angel of death down up in there. I'm trying to I'm trying to help you. Take it back. <laughs> so you you so you hear this, folks? He is actually trying to take me out. He just I'm said trying it. Trying to help you, help me, help you. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Don't get caught up in that nonsense, big brother. Uh-uh. When you get off there, take a hot tower. 
you know, get your woman, your wife, you know, I know it ain't your birthday, but tell her to ask some, you know, put some hot Vicks on your chest, rub you down. Well, <laughs> you know, I know it ain't your special day, but you are sick, you know. She will help out, correct? Yes. Okay, she made you tea and, and honey? Uh, yes. Okay, she brought you your, your breakfast in bed and gave you your long nah, pajamas nah. with the feet in them? Nah, bro, nah, that ain't happening. No, 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 no. Long pajamas with the feet? Dirt, we haven't worn long pajamas since we were kids. I mean, like kid kids. With the well, feet? No, no, I know I haven't. You know, I don't know what you do around there. I'm just, oh, I thought man. maybe you had the feet in your pajamas. I don't know. No, no, bro, nah, 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 nah. She she bundled you up and make sure you're good, or she made you go sleep in another room because you're sick. Nope, I slept in my own bed, and she went in another room. Nope. Oh, so y'all y'all was y'all was cuddling up together. All this dancing around the issue ain't gonna help. I'm trying to tell you, tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I mean, they go that cough. I hear the phlegm in I'm your chest. To tell you. Yeah, it's right there. I'm Yo, stay away from Ant, man. Real simple. You should have took the day off. Real you know, simple. You know, you ain't, you ain't even got to call in sick if you ain't feel like it today. Just don't show up. Go AWOL. <laughs> Absent without leave. Go AWOL, man. Later for that. But you go ahead and keep coughing tomorrow. It'll be another day. You know, next thing you know, man, you, they got you in there. And, you know, they talking about stat. Stat. You know, trying to pump you up. <laughs> Just saying. You know, oh. your brother is not is not immune. You know, he the one. To, uh, you know, I mean, you see what happened. You trying to warn him. I'm trying to warn you. I'm trying to help you both out. Help me. Help you. Oh, oh, oh. I'm good. Yeah, that dirt. Leave the Knicks alone. I'm good. Oh, so we you, you want that. you you want more losses like we had the other night? Now we'll be okay. Saying? We're gonna be is just that, as long as you ain't in. We want you to uh, give some of that, that love to Philly you to your brother. Saying you're saying. You're okay with the losses. What I am saying is give Philadelphia some of your love. They need your help. I, we good. I'm, I don't root for the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm trying to, I just want to be sure if what you're saying is what you're saying. Because it's what going to happen saying, to you I just want to know. Uh, hang on, Joe Boo. I just want to know <laughs> for, sure, <laughs> for sure if what you're saying is what you're saying. What I want you to do is root for anybody other than Knickerbockers. That's what I want. So you, you're you okay with the losses? I'm okay with you not being on this bandwagon. I'm, I'm never okay you. when the Knicks lose, but I'm okay with you separating yourself from the situation. Yes. So, so you, again, have denied the fact that it was my juju that got the Knicks over into the semifinals. I'm and denying you, know, you are absolutely correct. Yes, you're, that, I'm saying I'm denying you had nothing to do with that. Yes. All right, well, okay, fine, fine. We'll move Good. on. You had a chance to stop your brother, Keith, but you didn't. <laughs> now we'll see. We'll I'm taking the sacrifice for us all. We'll just have to let it play out. Yes, we but, will. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry you had to say that out loud. I'm sorry you put that out in the universe. It's, uh, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a couple of people, you know, did the same thing and, you know, I don't want to say nothing, but you know, Jerry Springer was any Nick talking at one point. <laughs> I'm not doing that with you. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That's off limits, man. That's off limits, man. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I posted a pic of, of I mean, Jerry Springer was. I, I got to tell you, um, uh, for people who are not aware, and for our international listeners, maybe you see, maybe they have reruns. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but certainly, uh, Jerry Springer had become. Almost an American icon, uh, 
you know, just yeah. just for trash TV. He was the king of trash TV. Uh, there was a, he kind of was the last survivor of of a series of shows where they just you know like with Ricky Lake and what was the other the, the tall blonde girl? I forget her name. Uh, oh, Jenny Sally Jones. Sally Sally Sophia Raphael. Sally Jesse Raphael. Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones. Had one. Yeah, you know Montel. A whole bunch of people came. Uh, Maury. Maury. Uh, well, Maury's still going. Um, I think you know, no, he's, he's, he's still he's still doing paternity oh. tests. Um, and I gotta tell you, I, <laughs> truth be told, I, I love them shows. I you know I used to I mean you know sitting in the green room, we used to watch them all the time. And I I love you, not the father. That that, that show, show show was hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, you know Jerry Springer was kind of like the. Uh, we got have to go all the way back to what Martin Downey Jr. was like the first guy to really really yeah, kind of trash trash. Trash, trash, and and really break it out. And I think Jerry kind of perfected the uh, the look and feel of these types of shows. And you know, he's he he, he died recently. Bright guy, charming guy, of Cincinnati. funny guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's made of Cincinnati. You now, funny thing, Springer is easy. He, he became that guy. The the he Morton Downey Jr. Morton Downey Jr. But initially, if you remember when he came out, he was trying to be another Donahue. Right. And essentially, the bills weren't getting paid. So he kind of just, you know, he was trying to be Donahue, you know, and Oprah-like, and then it wasn't working. He flipped the switch, went total trailer park ghetto, and his bank account blew up, and his ratings blew up. So yeah. it was it was an oddity of somebody who's like, who was smarter than what the show he was doing. But right. he was like, listen, this is paying the bills, and he understood he understood the joke of it. Like, you know, this is this is clown television. I, I know what we do. I'm I'm not. Pretending that this has any kind of validity at all. I'm not pretending that this is some kind of highbrow stuff. This is strictly, strictly for the streets. And the advertisers bought up at one point. Truth be told, was when I was working for an NBC station in uh, Baltimore, they were pulling a bigger number than Oprah was. It, wow. it was like a, a period in which, because Oprah was king of afternoon um, TV, and he at one point he was kind of just he was beating her, and then I you know Oprah became Oprah again, but. That's how that's how big he was at one point. Hey, Mark, if I'm correct, correct, did they not change like the TV rules or something for him because the show was getting so out of hand? I don't know. I um, think he changed his own rules. I think they they moderated the show to a to to a point where they had to kind of rein themselves back in. I guess for liability issues and everything else, because oh. you know, somebody gets hurt in the show. You know, they're not su- suing the, the person that hurt him; they're suing the show. So they, that's when they started getting the. You know, security and everybody else and, and, and creating that aspect. But the show, yeah, the show, you know, followed a, a clear pattern every week, you know, um, just just the, the worst of the worst. But it was entertaining. It was certainly entertaining. And to to, to your point, Mark, he is, a you know, like I said, I told him, a very bright guy, extremely intelligent. You know, you could probably talk to him about anything, about, you know, anything else other than the foolishness of his show. And uh, it's funny, it's cool. Um and uh, just want to say, you know, to his family, man, you know, rest in peace, Jerry Springer. You know, Jerry, 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 rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, though. He definitely had a lot of flop sweat going on. This guy was, you know, uh, I don't know if I should do it. Yeah, you know what? Okay. This, is, this is inside everything. I mean, if I meet these people, I'm going to just tell you what the deal is. Man was sweaty. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Shook his hand. His hand, his palms was like, what, what's going on here? 
You sure you didn't have him shook it when he met you? No, he wasn't shook. He was, I mean, I mean, because I watched him like sitting on the set, and it was, I was like, man, this guy's like, it was like flop sweat. He, he, and then uh, what's the guy? Kevin Smith, the same thing, flop sweat. I, you know, and it's, it's just the weirdest thing to see. You ever shake somebody's hand? It's so wet, you don't know what to do with your own hand after you shake it. <laughs> that's 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 what it was. You know, but uh, you know, didn't make him a bad person. I'm just saying. It was like just just a just inside anecdote. Yes, Jerry was a. Sweaty dude. Now, I never met Harry Belafonte, who also passed last week. Uh, yes. He was 96 um, years old. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, good jeans. Good jeans, yeah. and he looked great. And, and, and you know, this guy is, is, the more you know about Harry Belafonte, the more legendary he becomes. Yes. You know, if you, if you just, if you knew about, you know, him, you know, kind of uh, bailing, Martin Luther King out of jail and bankrolling the Freedom Riders and, and, and you know, taking it to Hollywood when they wouldn't, you know, uh, when no. they wanted him to do certain things. I mean, except the more you know about him, the more legendary he is. He was no joke. He was doing it, and it's going to sound like a slight, and it probably is. He was doing it when there was no guarantee that he would live, let alone have a, a financial future. Unlike, he was, I mean, he was saying some things and doing some things that could have got him killed or at the very least got his livelihood taken away unlike the guys today like the, uh, like a lebron taking a stand well there's no real at this point there's nothing that's gonna happen to him he can say what he wants and pretty much knows you know i'm okay i've got millions and millions of dollars in the bank but when harry was saying things or doing things and stand up for people and stand up for himself and and not he was standing up for like what he deemed anything wrong he didn't have any kind of like um, hidden agenda. He wasn't always yeah, on, on one side. It was like, yeah, yeah this was. He stood up for human rights. Pick a color. If you're a human and you're getting violated, I'm there. That was his pretty much his his mo. And that's a big deal back then because there were a lot of people getting followed. I'm pretty sure if you check those uh, Hoover file, I'm pretty sure they had a, a file on Harry Belafonte as well as tons of other uh, uh, influencers or not influencers. Uh, Civil rights leaders, or whatever you want to call them, activists. Yeah, because they call them. Like my awareness of him is just through history. I know he had the song "Deo" and he was a good-looking guy and all stuff. I don't have any kind of real like. I don't know. Quite frankly, I don't know any any movies. Carmen Jones. Let's do it again. Yeah, come on, Carmen Jones. Let's do it again. No, not let's do it. No, that's Saturday night. Saturday night. Okay, yeah. And Carmen Jones with uh, what's her phrase? Yeah, uh, but like that wasn't, you know, wasn't. I, I I knew it as a, I guess second run. Like I saw some of those other seventies movies when they came out the first time, but I knew who he was. I understood what he stood for, and you know, that's a, that's a big loss. Yeah, what happened with Harry uh, with the, um, the acting people? You know, the and they like Anthony said they wanted him to do certain things. He just said no. And he walked away from acting for a very long time before he came right. back. He just left it. He's like, yo, y'all would not control me and get me to do things I don't want to do. And that's how he did it. He did it his way, and that was it. In he fact, did. he yeah, he would try he worked overseas a lot. Yes. Uh and we made a ton of money. I mean, you know, you you know, uh if, if America turned his back on on him, he was like, fine, okay. Uh uh one of the things that 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 you know, I read about him was he, he bought like, I think like a suitcase full of cash uh, to help the Freedom Riders. There was some issue and he, you know, rather than than, than stop it, 
Uh, he bought like, I mean, he in a suitcase. Here's the cash. Y'all do what you got to do with it. And uh, they did. So, so you know, uh, I'm not saying there wouldn't have been a civil rights movement without him, but he was integral to that civil rights movement. Um, you know, as I said, he bailed Martin Luther King out of Birmingham jail. You know, you heard about the letters. He was the one that got him out. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody in Birmingham said <laughs> <laughs> the bills, bondsmen, you know, to get him out of out of jail. Uh, Harry Belafonte got him out. So uh, again, to to his his family, uh, you know, we we certainly express our condolences, and and to him, the man himself, you know, we just say rest in power because uh, he was certainly a giant. Um, you know, in ninety six years, uh, none of them good. were wasted. No, yeah. Sleep in peace, Geechee Dan. Sleep in peace, man. <laughs> yeah. Geechee Dan referenced the Uptown Saturday night. Great movie. Uptown Saturday yes. night. That's, he was Geechee Dan, man. He was smooth, yeah. man. That's what yeah. I was like. Okay. He was and while that was thing. going on, Bill Cobbs was raping away. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, we having a moment here. Really? Really? We're going to, you know, bring the cars into it? We it's always like, got to be uh, uh, WB Kamal, whatever. If I, I'm saying his name wrong, right? Um, whoever did that special. That's what struck me with that special. It was like, damn, through all this stuff, this dude was going buck wild. Buck wild. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's what, the, you know, so you you think, like, oh, that was, you know, Uptown Saturday Night and, and let's do it again. I, I love the, damn, he was raping them too. Oh, a coffee shop. He was raping them too. Because, I, uh, what's the, uh, the, the show? Um, Oh, man. Um, the spy show. I suppose I spy. Uh, I spy. He was raping then. I mean, it's like he yes, walked on the he stage raping. He had, he had a raping show Man. during. He had the variety show when he was raping people. He had the the, the two uh, sitcoms before the Cosby show where yeah. he was raping people. It's like uh, at so, no point. Boy, putting up some serious numbers. And <laughs> he was raping people when he was making jokes about Spanish flying raping people. Yeah. I mean, he was actually just telling the truth. <laughs> Yeah, no. So uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, no, Cosby is, is in is in the uh, is, is in that movie as well. Uh, but you can still watch it. I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, will watch you still watch right? Uptown Saturday Night Live? I mean, Upside, uh, Uptown Saturday I, Night. I will, I and I will watch. Let's do it again. Yes, me I will. Too. I, you I know, it's, it's hard for wow. me. I, it's, I gotta say, I, I, I've said, I had this conversation the other day. I still can't watch him and separate. I, can't I agree. Do it. I can't listen. I can't listen to the Maybe. albums anymore. I used to know the albums backwards and forwards, uh, and now I can't even listen or do the bit. I can't. I can't in my head. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I, um, I feel the same way. For some whatever reason, like certain people, like we were talking about artists, I can separate. For him, I, I think the Cosby Show was on reason. I mean, let's see the episode, and I watch, and I just think of. Yeah, you can't. I can't, I, just, I, can't, I, can't, I can't get out. See, now I can't watch his show because. The the young girls who are now, you know, uh, adult women, you know, when they told their story and I'm watching it and I visualize them at that age. Now, that I can't do. But, I, you know, I think Di- wasn't Diane Carroll in uh, Let's Do It Again? Um, no, no, well, she Uptown was, Saturday she was up, Night. Up, up, uptown Saturday Night, I think. Uptown Saturday Night. You know, so I, I kind of think they can hold their own back there with them. Not saying there wasn't some stage hands he, he, he crossed the line with. But because those folks didn't tell a story like those, you know, kids did from the Cosby show, that I think that's why I can tolerate him in Uptown Saturday. Because there were some good characters in um, those movies. Yeah, Uptown Saturday. Was, 
He was yeah. in it. Wasn't um, John Amos in there and all that? John uh, Amos all in there. With JJ, JJ, Bootsy Fonsworth and all that. Right. Yes. So it's it's kind of hard for me, you know, because it was to me, it was a classic in spite of his behavior. I'm not co-signing it, audience. A little bit like it. I'm yeah, just yeah, letting you know it. I can watch it because I don't connect the dots as much as I connected them with the Cosby show where I refused to watch that because he made to me, that's when he really became successful. And because they told the story and then you hear some of the men on the show speaking about how it was just women in the audience. I'm like, I, I can't do this no more. I can't do that with him. So it sounds to me like you watching the Cosby show and listening to a little R. Kelly in the background while you're watching this. That what you <laughs> well, now, now, like I said, R. Kelly, if by chance the, the, a CD has a cut on it that, you know, I'm not going to say I'm turning away if step in the name of love. But I will not go sort it out. I, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not okay. So if the jam comes on at the party or the club, Derek, or at one of your spots, uh, are you stepping on the floor? Or are you just holding your drink in your head and I'm not going to nod my head to the I'm just, sh- I'm want- just shaking my head like, why did he have to do this? I can't even <laughs> dance no more. That's what I would do. I will continue on with my uh, alcoholic beverage of choice. Of course, I will do that. But I ain't going to let him mess up a drink. But I will be like, Damn, how did you do this? And by the way, man, um, he just got moved to another prison. You know, he need better uh, medical care, they were saying. Man, for all of oh, okay. Medical care for what? He's sick. So you can imagine. <laughs> Anyhow, Mark, here you go. Boy. He all right. <laughs> but no, so, I'm not listening to him. I, I just can't. I can't do it, man. Because those, those, you know, you know, when you are you know loitering because that's what he was doing at the local mcdonald's that's just unacceptable come on so Mm -hmm. so you suggested mark that uh when the wind blows past r kelly's asshole it sounds like somebody blowing in the bottle (laughs) (laughs) that that could be a very real possibility wow so he needs to go get tuned up at a new (laughs) (laughs) that's what you say so he's not hitting those notes no more. Oh, he's hitting them. Nobody. He's hitting some notes. notes. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's hitting some notes. Somebody hitting the notes. Shame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I, for me personally, I cannot. I can't watch Cosby. I can't watch him. Uh, I, you know, without it being all in my in the in my in the forefront of my brain. Okay. You know, and, and 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 quiet as this kept. Yeah, you hear R. Kelly singing, like you know, I mean, you said you step step in the name love. You hear R. Kelly singing. It is. I think I, I'm able to. I'm better able to separate that. If I hear Michael Jackson singing, I'm better able to separate that than I am with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, I think because the image cultivated was so antithetical to who he really was. You know, America's dad, and meanwhile, he's just straight rapist, a serial rapist. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I can't listen to the jokes. Um, yeah, I can't do it. Now, do you also it. think it has anything to do with you know the fact that you're in comedy and you did an incredible impression of the cause? You did a you really, sure did. really good job with that. Yeah, I, you know, I, even that, I, I, you know, I could, you know, it's hard. <laughs> even that. Is 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 
is difficult for me psychologically because when I used to do the impression, I used to just channel him. I used to, you know, I used to try to just think, you know, I used to inhabit, I used to inhabit that space. Mm-hmm. And now if I inhabit that space, I'm inhabiting a, a, a rapist space. Do, do I do I assume the mind of a rapist when I'm doing the impression? That's what I'm wondering. So, mm. yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's real. It's real talk. Uh, speaking of the mind of a rapist, uh, Donald Trump is on Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, e. Jean Carroll, uh, e. Jean Carroll is uh, in trial for her, I guess, a civil lawsuit against him, and apparently, um, yeah, it ain't looking good. You know, she, uh, you know, uh, the only reason it's a civil case is because of the statute statute of limitations uh, expired. But they do, I think, in the state of New York, I forget what, what the rationale is, but they, if, if, if you have a remembrance of it uh, within a certain time frame, which is why she filed a civil suit, you could still sue for civil damages. And, uh, you know, uh, Trump's lawyer, Joe Tacopina, full disclosure, I know Joe Tacopina too, um, is not doing well. I think it's not a function of Joe Tacopina's legal skills as, as it is of Trump's, uh, you know, bullshit. So what were you from saying, they, Derek? About the- yeah, from what from what they're saying is that you know you know that he he Joe went at her, um, and you know he started off by saying, well, you know, you you you're you're in a department store, you're in a dressing room. Why didn't you scream? Why didn't you scream? And, you know, the, the judge had to, you know, you know, tell him to stand down. And she, you know, and she remained calm. And she says, I didn't have to scream. I was in shock. That's why I didn't scream. I couldn't scream. I was in shock. Exactly. And then she said, and this is where I was like, damn, I don't know who her attorney is. But I said, she got all the right answers. Well, you know, why didn't you report this then? And you should have told this then. And she said, you know what? Because I didn't grow up in today's society where it's the Me Too movement. She says the Me Too movement is what gave me the courage to come forward. And that's why I'm coming forward now. Back then, she said, I don't know how many other people are like me. And I'm not talking about him who may have been, you know, sexually assaulted and didn't say anything because you didn't feel, you know, felt that you were going to be believed. But this Me Too movement, it has given a whole lot of other people a courage and you see the people that was in jail and i think she was uh kind of hitting to my man harvey who's doing that bid right now and letting people know it's like yo it's unacceptable so she, he ain't doing bad you know how they said good that was great defense but better offense and that's all it is right now with her yeah she has really stepped off, up we set off air which is a perfect thing um Takapina might be might be a good lawyer but his client is a horrible client. I mean, oh, he right. says things, does things that makes it almost. It's like remember we uh with the movie uh, um, People versus Larry Flint. He's like that. He's so over the top, not as bad, at least from what we see as uh, Larry Flint was. But he's so over the top with his stuff that he says and does. It's like I'm trying to help you out, and everything I try to do, you undo. He even said uh, one of the things he said publicly. Is uh, first his, his classic line is anytime he does something wrong is I don't know that person I never met that person That's just, he says it all the time which is always funny because he'll say that and there'll be like a thousand pictures of him with that person or talking to that person or like praising that person you know no matter what it is oh yeah such and such is the greatest person in the world meanwhile he'll say I never met them 
And then he also says, I um I don't know this person, I've met that person. Okay, fine. And then the, the line that which dug at me was that, and she's not my type. It's like, my gosh, can you just what is your pro- well, we know what his problem is, but it's like what if you're the lawyer, you go, what is your problem? What are you what are you trying to do? Why why are you like this? As we know from episode three or two, we know why he's like this, but I would never want him as a client. I don't care how much you pay me because sometimes everything that may be a, a nice little windfall just isn't worth the squeeze. You may do this job and be like, I'm sometimes we've all done days work. You go, man, I flew by. Another day you go, you do the same eight hours. Like that's the longest day of my life. And I'm pretty sure as his lawyer, every day is the longest day of his life. Well, like we yeah. were saying offline, Mark, you know he had to pay the man cash up front. He was like you said, you he's a worse client because he doesn't pay his lawyers. So for this cat to take this case on, he had to give him money up front and say, "Well, now handle your business." If you you know, but as you said, being who Trump is, it's it's a hard job, very hard. He does yeah, not mean, make it easy. It, it really is, and that's that's why he you know first of all, he can't testify. You you certainly can't put Trump on the stand. Hell you no. Know, and if, some, if somebody said to me, if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm E. G. Carroll's attorney, and you know Trump was saying, well, she's not my type, then I would ask simply, okay, well, what type of woman do you like to rape? Then, if she's not, Ooh, she's yeah, not that's type. a perfect <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, which 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 what uh, you know if you if you're considering rape, what, what's your type? And he would answer it because he's not bright. And, <laughs> and 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 it really is. It's a, you know they you know. First of all, you don't show up, uh, and you don't have to show up in a civil trial. You have your attorney there, but to, to your point, Derek, she is so she's convincing yes. and so solid, and she's talking to a jury. You know, that's like, yo, you know what? This guy's not here. Uh, you know, he's going after her. He's he's hitting her, and and somebody made the the point. Uh, I forget who it was. Somebody said, why did he get? And again, Joe Takapina is a great lawyer, but why did he get a female? attorney mm-hmm. to defend him so that when the female is talking woman to woman it's not the old you know uh prove you you know you know why you know why you know again why didn't you fight why didn't you run why did just all of these these 1975 rape questions um you know if a woman's asking the question i mean you know maybe maybe the jury sees it a little different but for a dude to kind of and you have to cross examine you have to go hard to try to get to break a story but she ain't breaking she ain't breaking mm-hmm. he's probably, he's, i mean he said joe tox supposed to be good but we said before it's probably just hard for people to it's hard for him to find good lawyers because he, where on the street is and not a street everybody knows he doesn't pay and then he's just He's Trump. It's like, forget your policy. I'm not talking about policy. I'm just talking just strictly just a bad defender. He's 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 hard. Oh, not Harvey Weinstein. Well, yeah, he is. He's uh, he's a uh, hustler guy. Uh, I can't think of them drawing a blank again on the hustler guy. Um, oh, Larry Flint. Yeah, that's what he is. He's that. If you ever see that movie, that's what he must be like. Larry Flint was doing that in, in in the courtroom. You know, Trump is probably doing that every time he has a meeting or a phone call. I'm pretty sure he's acting the same way and saying the same things. And he's and Joe Takapina is probably like, just just shut up and listen to me. Just <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he's I'm doing. Sure he's telling it on Truth Social. On Truth Social, he's going after and after the judge warned him, "Yo, keep your mouth shut. Otherwise, we have to bring you here on some other shit. Keep your mouth shut. You know, slow down. You know, slow down. Scooter, take it easy." Uh, 
conversely, I mean, yeah, Larry Flint was a difficult client, but Larry Flint, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, name dropping, but I know him too. Larry Flint is a highly intelligent dude. You talk to Larry Flint, you're like, wow, this guy is well-read. He's sharp. I mean, you know, he is who he is, but he's a sharp cat. Trump is not sharp. Trump is criminal. He's not sharp. He's not, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a lazy criminal. Um, and, and now, you know, this thing is coming down and, 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 you know, oh boy. And, uh, what's his face? The, uh, the, uh, special prosecutor, uh, uh, Jack, uh what's his name? Uh, uh, Bragg. No, no. The special prosecutor that, that is going, you know, after the other two things, the insurrection and, oh, and the, uh, the voting thing. Uh, yeah. Jack Jackson. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's all coming down. It's you know, like I said, this is just going to be another domino because I believe he's going to lose this case. And the worst thing for him was that it actually went to trial. He was trying to get it to not go to trial, and he was so stupid he didn't want to pay her because if he paid her, then probably the settlement deal would, would require him because he slandered her, and that's that's another part of this case. It's a slander, so that's what she's suing for. She's not she's not even suing us. That's the crazy part. She's not suing him for the assault. She's suing him for the slander. slander. Yeah. So you know this idiot, and now he's you know, you know the 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 it's a tough it's a tough road to hold, so to speak. But uh, you know to prove slander. Um, but you know he ain't there, and uh, and he all he has is his deposition where he, I think he probably pled the fifth a whole bunch of times. One to default fifth. Yeah. So so he's asked out, man. Even. Um, he, um, before we go, even if the judge didn't allow the statement, remember he makes the statement where he says, oh, you could do whatever you want. You could just grab them by the P. Even if the right. judge does, you know, say they try to enter that into evidence and the judge says, no, it has nothing to do with, you know, okay. But that statement is still out there. So even if you're on the jury, you know about that statement, even though they asked you, have, have you ever heard it? Everybody heard it. And that's always going to be in your back of your mind when you go to retire to come back with a decision. That fool did say that, even though you can't say it during the course of the deliberations, but you're thinking it because he said it and you got his voice on tape. Yeah, no, there's a, a couple of people who wanted to file the same charges uh, who also ran up against the statute of limitations again. And, and to, to, to E. Jean Carroll's credit, you know, she says she came up in a time before the Me Too movement, and these other women are also uh, were victimized by him prior to the Me Too movement. And the fact that she came out and that she found other women that corroborate similar stories, even though they they themselves are not able because of, of statute of limitations, able to file charges, they're corroborating the story. So you know, uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm really curious to see how this whole thing plays out. Uh, before we, we cut out, there's a couple more things I want to cover. Um, I watched Steph Curry yesterday, Ooh. Chef, Chef Curry, put up 50 points Yeah, in a yeah. game seven uh, against the Sacramento on the Kings on the road. And I thought to myself, now, y'all know from the time I'm, uh, you know, uh, my, my favorite point guard of all time is Magic Johnson. And then I caught myself asking myself is Steph Curry the greatest point guard of all time then I said let me ask this question you guys for for me I'll start 
I'm always going to go New York City, Tiny Archibald led the league in assistant scoring in the same year. But Steph is on his ass, man. After yet, I mean, he's been on his ass, and yesterday it's it's like one A, one B. That's how I look at those two. Okay, interesting call, Keith. Um, not yet, Steph. I say is the most accomplished shooting point guard out there. You know, um, those things you cannot take away for that young man. When the game is on the line, that's a cat that you want to have the ball because he's 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 shooting unconsciously yesterday, and there was nothing they can do to stop him. Where his other teammates, what didn't really show up, but he showed up and showed out. So I have to wait a little while longer to really get my full judgment of him as being the number one point guard. But he's definitely he's definitely in in, in the top three. Okay, Mark. I'm still gonna go with Magic. Um... Just because I just think he's he is the quintessential point guard to me. He's with 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 an unusual skill set from the standpoint that he's six foot nine. I mean, that's the odyssey of, of Magic. He was wasn't like he was a, you know and and people also people I, I wish they stop forgetting about Isaiah Thomas. That boy was a pain in the ass. I mean, Isaiah was a baller on top of baller. If it wasn't for Magic and Larry, we'd be talking about Isaiah being, you know, dominating the uh, 80s and early 90s. But I'm still going to go uh, Magic is my number one point guard. I love watching Steph. He's, if, if he's not um, two, then he's 2A behind, say, Isaiah or – well, maybe he's two. Simple as that. I mean, I, I still have a soft spot for Isaiah. Um, but my number one I still have, have is Magic because I think he just was a unicorn. I mean, I know LeBron runs point sometimes, but Magic was a point guard. There's a big difference to me. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it, it's it's. I think Steph has four titles. Yes, yes. So if he wins another title, it gets the five. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, again, and I and I, I'm saying this again as a Magic Johnson fanboy. Um, it is hard for me to even get these words out of my mouth. And and yeah, you made a great call, Derek, with Tiny Archibald. And certainly, you know, Mark, I'm, I'm with you in the same uh, breath when it comes to Isaiah. I defend Isaiah uh, all day, every day. And, and you know, in terms of small guards, you can't forget AI. Uh, but what I, what you see with, with, with Steph Curry, he's not only um, – I think, I think the assist numbers are not to the level of the other guys mentioned – um, you know, Magic, you know, uh, you know, certainly it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come up with more assists, and I think Isaiah too. And Isaiah was not shooting uh the range, but I guess the game is different. I, you know, I, I think people need to recognize that the game in the, the 80s and 90s, uh, if somebody pulled up from, from just past the half court line and shot a three, you got uh that person's sitting on the bench. That person's mm-hmm. getting yanked right away. There's gonna be some talking to in the next time out, some screaming. Uh Patrick Ewan style, you know, remember that? <laughs> you practice that shot? You ever shoot that shot before? So, uh, you know, there would definitely be that kind of argument if somebody, jack, you know, I don't care who it was, Larry Bird or, or, or anybody pulling over, over half court and, jack, and jacking up a shot. The fact that this guy has unlimited range, uh, that he shoots these shots almost like a damn globetrotter, Harlem globetrotter, 
with the expectation that they're going in. I, I, I think that if, if, if I believe, I truly believe that if, if we were in, uh, if Larry Bird was in his prime in this era, he would certainly be able to oh, hit those same, same level of shot. Uh, prop. As far as the Cisco's, Magic's all, average per game. Magic's number one, 11, 11 assists per game. Steph is number, let me get back down to 43 at six and a half per game. Obviously, Steph has the, you know, the scoring, but just Magic had 11 assists yeah, per and, game. And playoff, and playoff basketball. Oh, play, I don't know, I'm going by per, per game. Um, okay, career, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Stockton it's, number it's, two. Okay, guys. It's like Dame Lillard, point guard, correct? Right. Steph yeah. point guard. But they are shooting point guard. Right. They can score no matter where they're at the court on the court. But Magic, as Mark was saying, he got the ball to the right people at the right time. He rebound. He played defense. It was a whole complete package. Right. You know, Steph, like I said, he can score, but he doesn't still have the whole complete package. Uh, defense, he's not the greatest defender out there. No, he's better and, than you. He's a lot better than people think. I mean, he he's he can keep somebody in front of him. He's not like he's he's like Gary Payton, but then again. There was only one Gary Payton. Gary Payton, that's all. And, and then I guess Al Robinson was probably next, or maybe Sidney Moncrief, but that was the only two guys I knew that were just like, get away Jordan. from me, man. <laughs> Jordan, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah Jordan, too. Right. Uh, you know, I, 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 if you look at I, I thought about it. You know, if, if if the four of us are playing with Steph Curry, our only job is to get him the ball. Right. If the four of us are playing, oh, no, 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 oh, oh, oh. we're gonna have a problem because Dirk Powell's on the team. Because Dirk gonna be like, "Yo, why y'all ain't passing I'm it my to shot. me?" I'm getting my shot. <laughs> I ain't no goddamn <laughs> caddy. Be pushing no goddamn golf cart. That ain't gonna get my shot. Yep. But, but if we're playing with Magic, our job is to be ready. Yeah. Right. We, our job is to be ready. So that's that's that that right there is the difference. Every you, you get your shots with Magic. Your job is to be ready uh, with Steph. You know, we're gonna be just like everybody else, standing there. You know, getting the ball and watching. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, pick, pick, pick this one, pick that one I, off. I hear everything y'all saying, and I'm clear. But did y'all watch yesterday's game in its entirety? Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Okay. Now, now, you, now you know he he broke the record getting 50 in the game seven, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He beat Dominic Will. Ain't nobody do this but him. Right. Yeah. He broke the record. He's the only one who did this. He did this on the road when his team was struggling. And remember, they beat them like by 20. Yeah, the night. He yeah, removed Friday all night. doubt. He removed all doubt. This ain't going to be closed. Ain't nobody lighting no beam in Sacramento. Ain't going to be none of that today unless you light it for me. But I'm going to give you these buckets. And they put whoever they need to put on them, and you couldn't do nothing with them. So maybe we should not consider him a point guard. Because remember, Draymond Green kind of initiates the offense for them. Yeah, where he's just a, a straight out hooper, man. Yeah, he's he's sort of like AI. Where the best comment I ever heard for, about AI was what Kobe said about AI. He said, "Y'all lucky he's only six foot because if he, <laughs> if he was my height, this would be over." But I was looking at some of these numbers here. I mean, you would think like of these quintessential point guards. Uh, our boy uh, uh, Frazier. Has less assists per game than than uh than than uh Steph, and it's wow. is I think he's, I just lost a the number there. He's in the in the six range, or actually in the five range. So, but I consider Steph he plays point because you had to put something on on the sheet. 
but he's really a, a two guard who can run some point because he's a score. He's a scorer. I mean, he's that new age of scoring guards. You know, if you can't, you know, you can't score. The days of uh, my favorite player, Mo Cheeks, are over. The guy who just runs the offense, or or Ray, or Rajon Rondo. You got to be able to put some buckets up at that position. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, no, I mean, again, it's it, it, you know, just 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 you know, I, sometimes in the midst of a career or an era. We don't necessarily, you know, you take it for granted. I, I Maybe that's where I'm at in, in terms of Steph Curry. I just, I don't want to take it for granted uh, because to your point, Derek, only one person has done that. Uh, only one person I think was voted unanimous MVP. Um, yeah. And and so I think we're, we're so used to seeing it and watching it that we almost take it for granted. As I said, when we were watching Larry Bird, you know, I was so busy rooting against him. I didn't take the time to dude. really appreciate it. Huh? I couldn't stand him. Because I couldn't stand him. I was, so, yeah, was, I was so busy rooting against him that I could not, I did not appreciate what I was seeing while I was seeing it. Uh, I think the same thing is is true of Jordan. Yeah, we watched Jordan. Jordan was was, was kind of thrust upon us in terms of, of the marketing of the NBA. Um. But yeah, you know, you and, and retrospect, you go, holy smokes, man! You know, what am I seeing here? Yeah. And and I think with Steph, I'm sitting there going, what, am I, what am I seeing? When it's gone, I'm like, oh shit, wow! You know, you you really watched an era of the sport that you 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 could not believe. Steph birthed yeah. a bunch of babies who were trying to be Steph like. Right. Oh no, I can't, I can't, I cannot stand walking by a schoolyard now and watching kids play basketball. They shoot I'm like, why are you court? shooting 30 feet? <laughs> why are you shooting from yeah. 30 feet? And you know, you, you know, you can't blame these kids, you blame the NBA. I, I watched both games yesterday, the, the Knicks and uh, part of the, uh, Golden State. And what I saw was Steph is hitting his threes, Sacramento's not hitting their threes. Come back down, Steph hit another three. Sacramento comes up, shoot, they miss. Steph come back, he hit another one. You can't win like that in the NBA. You cannot match a guy of that caliber that's putting up shots like that and ain't hitting up at the bottom of the net and you're struggling just to hit the rim. You have to change your game plan some way, somehow. Even if it's not on the defense, you have to change it on the offense. But well, we ain't hitting threes. We got to get some twos, at least get some fouls or and ones to make it, make it kind of close. But they kept right. shooting on threes, kept shooting on threes, and they kept going bong, bong, bong. Steph kept going swoosh, swoosh. Well, think about it. You, you said three possessions. Three possessions, Steph comes down and, je- and, and and laces a three. And you come down three possessions, you don't shoot. You shoot threes and you're missing. As opposed to you could have gotten three deuces and you'd only be down three points. Correct. Instead of trying to chase ten points. Right. And that's what happens. And the M- you watch the NBA games, that's how that game is played. The Knicks did the same thing. It's like, why are you going for threes? Go for the deuce. Take but, the two, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it, but analytic, analytics and Steph Curry have ruined basketball. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, with Steph, he's 6'3", and with, with most shooters, you need a pick. He don't need no pick because his ball handling is out of this world. Right. So he creates his own shot. He's not afraid to drive to the basket. So he's got you on your heels. You can't guard him close because he's going to shake you. If you run out there too quick, he sidestepping. What do they call it? He's he stepped back and hit it. Th- I'm like step back. He didn't want to go forward. Step back and hit a three. 
He's yes. stepping to the side. He's really a problem. And I tell you this, right now, D'Angelo, Russell, uh, what's that boy? Uh, Austin Reeves. They've been Reeves. hyping them boys up over there in L.A. You know, they're not sleeping, right? Because they got him next. They got yeah. ain't nobody in that backcourt getting a good night's sleep because they know who they got to deal with, the babyface assassin, tomorrow night. Oh, he's scary. He's scary. He's on the road right now. Yeah, and, it, and there's nothing. Besides, yeah, he, he can get his own shot. And he can finish at the rim, and he can finish from in the gym. And his, his condition is ridiculous. I mean, I was listening to Reggie Miller talk about it today on the Dan Patrick show. And Reggie Miller was in great condition, running, running. Like he said, you know, he said, guys like Rip Hamilton and, uh, um, my gosh, uh, Allen. He said, it, it drives you crazy because remember, Reggie had to guard those guys, and they don't stop moving. So you watch, if you have watched Steph play. Yeah, Allen, you mean? Or, no, or Rip Allen. Allen. Oh, Ray, Allen. Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Ray Allen. I see it. Ray Allen and uh, yeah, and uh, Rip Hamilton. He said those guys don't stop me. You watch Steph play. If he had like a Fitbit on, he'd probably run like seventeen hundred miles in a game. Right. It's like, I mean, you, we play pickup games. I play pickup games, you know, on on occasion. There's certain guys like I'm not guarding him because I don't feel like running that damn much. This dude doesn't <laughs> stop running. And if you're Steph, you gotta, I mean, run, 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 pick here. It's like, can you just? Can you just be here while I turn around? No, you always be here. <laughs> no, this dude is just, it's like wind him up and watch him go. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that, that's he almost killed true. Deli. I mean, they always say he, he almost killed uh, uh, Della Badova. Oh, yeah, literally, he almost killed him. He was in a, he was, put him in a hospital. He wasn't, he wasn't in an MMA fight. He wasn't in a box. He wasn't football. <laughs> put him in a hospital for my best because he almost killed the dude. Trying to keep yeah, track of him. Yeah, trying, yeah. trying to run with him. Yeah, no, I, I, again, it is it is amazing to watch. And it's, uh, as I said, we are witnessing something very special. Uh, before we cut out, there's somebody else I want to give a shout out to. Uh, I know it's hard to do in this particular podcast, but Jimmy Buckets is a special individual when it comes to NBA playoffs. I don't know what switch that is that you turn on. I'm watching this dude. He is playing otherworldly. Uh, you know, they beat the Bucks in a gentleman's sweep. They were without anybody. They lost, you know, they lost their, 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 their starters with nobody. Guys off the bench. And Jimmy Buckets beat one of the defensive players of the year, one of the all-time great on-ball defenders in Drew Holiday and Giannis, and they couldn't do nothing with him. Uh, Thoughts? He punished Milwaukee. That's all your kid did. How can you let a guy score on the other side of the basket with less than, what, one second left in the game? We did push off, but yeah. But still, even on the push off to get the, the to, to get the short, to get the shot no, no, off no, to go yeah, in. No, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it was crazy, but. Yes. Then, then when was it, Tuesday night, he scored 50 something points on them Cavs? And they were winning? And only thing they had to hope, maintain the lead? Yo, Jimmy, like you said, Come playoff time, Jimmy Butler is one of those special players, a silent assassin that takes his game to another level, and he has the same look on his face when he when he starts the game, when he ends the game. This is all business, and we're going to win tonight. That's the scary part about that young man. He is 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, bodies in shape. He doesn't stop. He loves the contact, and – He's playing defense, too. Don't forget that. He just ain't scoring baskets. He's mm -hmm. looking to shut you down. Definitely taking it to another level. 
I, I still believe, you know, my guys are going to come out on top, I, you know, because we slowed him down a little bit. He turned his ankle yesterday, but I want him 100 percent because I don't want him to say we only won because his, his ankle was hurt. But he he's a problem. He He's a problem. Post up, shoot the jumper, put it on the floor, drive to the basket, come around, rebound. So he's giving you all of that and some. And he gives the guys on his team courage. Now, what is good about his toughness, they haven't buckled under the pressure like they did in Minnesota and Philly where, you know, he was in Ben Simmons' ass and he was in Cat Towns' ass about how they need to play harder so they had to trade him. <laughs> These cats here can take it. And they surrounded him with a you know right group of players. They brought in Kyle Lowry, who's also Philly tough. So it's making a big difference. But if you put him around some of them fragile eagle guys and all they want to do is, you know, be pritzy and all that, Somebody gonna have to go, as Mark always say. Somebody gonna go because he is not. He's relentless. If you're not working as hard as he is in practice, he don't care what the coach said to take it easy and on the bike. He's getting up in that ass, and you're gonna hear about it. And this group can take it, you know. So I, I, I'm really glad with what he's doing, and I'm I'm hoping that it'd be a great series and we come out on top. Yeah, well, in Philadelphia, and beats because his boys in beat. And then B City, they picked the wrong guy because Philadelphia let him go because of their feelings that they thought, well, not thought, because yeah. uh, what's that boy? Simmons couldn't handle it. He, he was he was too sensitive, Fragile. whatever word uh, you want to go with. You know, I probably said harsher words. So they kept him and took a softer version of that that player. Softer meaning like not going to be in your face and, and keeping Tobias Harris. But if Simmons had any kind of toughness to him. They would assign Butler, and then said, "Bump you, Simmons. You know, do it. You know, either yeah. here or not here." And and then B would have had his, would have had his right hand man. I guess it would have been three years ago, whenever that, right. whenever that, that that no, uh, that, that Toronto, yeah. you got to remember that that series. Think about that series. That series wasn't lost because because Butler, the Butler did it. That series was <laughs> lost because Kawhi Leonard hit the shot of shots. That's corner. what happened. Clank, yeah, the Clank. shot of shots. Yeah, yep. yeah. I was watching. I was, oh man, <laughs> I was <laughs> watching that game. I had to get up, get my ass up early to go to next work next morning. I was like, man, Ugh. yeah. If Ben Simmons had any kind of toughness to him, or was a, if he was a real ball player and then just and didn't just enjoy the, I guess the rewards or the, the the extras that come with playing ball. Then he would be in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, I, you know, again, um, you know, Jimmy Butler is a special player. I think you mentioned uh, the demeanor, the same look on his face when the game starts. Yeah. Who said that, Keith? Yes, the me. Same look, yeah, and the same look when it's over. You know, who he reminds me of Bernard King. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Bernard had that look. Yep. The same assassin. I think Dominique Wilkins. There's a clip of Dominique Wilkins talking about guys that scared him, mm-hmm. and he said Bernard King was one of the guys that scared him because he would come. Uh, he would look through you, he'd shake his hand, and he'd look straight through you. And then before you knew it, he had 45, 50. Easily. Uh, just give you buckets. And, and the same way, with the same move, <laughs> move, same toughness, the same, you know, I don't care. I'm trying, you know, if I, I got to carry everybody, I'm carrying everybody. doesn't matter. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Brent, I'll take you on the post or you take you in that little spot in the corner, turn around, nothing but bottom of the net every time. 
Ain't nothing you can do with that. Just hope he missed. That's it. Not yet accepted. Yeah. And I think that's the same way, like with these guys we're talking about. Uh, I think you're kind of like that. I mean, you, I know your softball season has started again, and uh, you're one of those guys that everybody says, you know, they, they just hope they can contain you. Yeah. Uh, they can't stop you. They just want to contain you. That's right. <laughs> talk that talk, Anthony. Put it out there. Yeah, I can't it. run like I used to run, but I'm hitting. Long as I can make it the first, I'm all right. Listen, man, you you, you turn the, you turn the triples into singles. That's fine, as long as you're hitting them. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and that you know, that's the truth, Anthony. I hit a ball. What was it last week? Oh, I said, damn, if I had some legs, I definitely have been at second. Or, <laughs> I've been at second or third. But when I got the first, I said, nah, we ain't gonna try that today. Nope, 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 nope. All right, well, just be careful, man. Uh, uh, when's the first first game? Oh, the first game was last week. Oh, it was last week. Okay, yes, so you off man. this week. Okay. Yeah, we off right. this week. We we're one and one. We won Monday. We lost on uh, Wednesday. How so? How how are you hitting so far? What's oh, I'm hitting pretty good. I had um th- the last game. I had one hit, three times up. Okay, see three thirty three. All right. Yeah, I had had I, I smoked one down the third base line, and my man was like, "Yo, I'm glad I was standing there with my glove up. That's how hard I hit that ball." Mm-hmm. I said, "Okay." Now, before we I'm go, is this a hey, Keith? Is this underhand lob or fast pitch? What, 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 how they pitching? Uh, it's like a slow pitch, you know, they throw it up, they throw it so they damn near rolling it to you. Okay, you got they it. Rolling you up. knew they were slow pitches. He's a old ass man, wasn't getting fast pitch. You knew that. He was trying I'm to call trying to your brother out because he's doing all this hitting. I'm like, well, well, how quick is the ball coming, man? <laughs> this isn't an NCAA uh women's fast pitch, but this is thank throw you, it up thank in you, the Mark. air, damn near on a tee. <laughs> you know, it's, it hit the damn ball. Yeah, you gotta hit it because the object of the game is to make sure nothing gets blown out. So they go to work the next day. That's gotcha. it. That, I'm just trying to make it a first base. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Right, well, like I said, keep, good luck this season. I hope uh, you know all works out good for luck, you. Uh, Mark, luck, our crack research team came up with Jack Smith. Jack Smith is a dude that is uh, the Grim Reaper that's hanging over Trump's ass. Anytime you have a guy that made his bones in the Hague prosecuting war criminals and he's the one that's coming after you. Yeah, time to run. Yeah, buddy, <laughs> buddy. Uh, you know, Trump better get on that plane and see if he can fly to Russia, see if he can get a job <laughs> over there with Putin because it's, it's coming. <laughs> Listen, folks, if you have not subscribed to Power to the People, uh, that's a you problem, not a we problem. It's a you problem. You need to get on this. So hit the subscribe button, you know, and and uh, leave us a message. Any way you listen to pow, uh, to podcasts, you can find us. I mean, anyway, you may be listening to your other favorite podcast right now. You say, you know what? While I'm here, why don't I just subscribe to Power of the People so I don't miss all this action? Um, you know, especially now because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen considering uh, I still haven't gotten an apology for my juju. <laughs> so uh, we don't know what's going to happen next week. I'm just saying, you know, now's the time to get one of them last episodes just in case things don't go right. Uh, so make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can get us. Uh, you can ask Alexa to play Power to the People. You can find us on social media at Facebook, Power to the People. There's an action button there that'll play the latest podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Power to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S. You can find us all on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Comic Tony Powell. So reach out, shout out, let me know what's going on. And we'll see you back here, same bat time, same bat channel, next week. 
Peace. Peace. Peace.